This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3436 for Monday, the 4th of October 2021. Today's show is entitled, HPR Community News, for September 2021 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is the 180th show of HPR Volunteers and is about 54 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, HPR Volunteers, talk about shows released and comments posted in September 2021. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today it's HBR Community News for September 2021. Joining me this evening is... Hello, it's Dave Morris. Where's Mr. X gone? <laughs> I thought you'd give him a week, weekend, a month off this year this time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to thank both of you for stepping into the breach there uh, last month my father passed away so i had to uh, go to ireland actually the funeral was exactly a month ago uh, on the community news so um so thanks very much for that you did a fantastic job uh happy to happy to help um yeah sorry to hear about your dad and all that but, but yes it's uh, we we uh, we were happy to to cover super yeah no he was uh, he was 90 so and he was, had dementia for the last two years and was in a nursing home. So it was, he went off quietly in his sleep. So yep. just like his mother. Yep. So it's, yeah, uh, could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, what's this? This isn't, uh, <laughs> this is the HPR community news. What's HPR? HPR is Hacker Public Radio. And that is a community of podcast people. Uh, a community of people who do podcasts with the goal of sharing knowledge. Did you know this, Dave? It's, it's sort of, yeah, it's in the back of my mind somewhere, yeah. <laughs> um, for new listeners, there is an about page, and it's well worth a read uh, just to go through there how the community works. And uh, essentially, you could you some people compare it to like a bar camp where people bring a podcast, but a hackerspace might even be a better. Uh, a better example, a virtual hackerspace where we come and talk about stuff. And uh, yes, and two of the newest members of the hackerspace uh, are traditionally welcomed by you, Dave. So they are indeed, yes. We have Kogo and Black Colonel this month. Excellent. Welcome to you chaps. Pull up a chair, take a beverage of choice from our wide selection of buffets <laughs> featuring 
featuring beverages from all over the world. Sit down, relax, and enjoy the show. The show is the community news where we, the janitors, put away our brushes and one day in the month we come and have a quick chat to make sure that every each and every show has been talked about, discussed, and you know that at least two people have listened to your show. And then we go into a major critique of it. First of all, the first show was 3413, the show Why Dave? Why? Bash <laughs> snippets using Coproc with SQ Light. <laughs> and this was actually, I'm joking, but it is a Why Dave? Why thing. And I think that was the, the point of the show, really. Well, yes, it was, I think I said in the show itself that here was me. Uh, doing a thing and thinking, oh, is there a better way of doing this? And then suddenly remembering Coproc that uh, Clackhead talked about uh, a couple of years ago. Thinking, I'll give that a shot. Oh, that would make a show, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, yes, it did. I recommend doing the comments. There are four comments to this, two are replies by you. So let's do them out of order and you can reply to uh, them in your own voice. Be Easy mm-hmm. said, new tool for my toolbox. Thank you, Dave, for this great show. I'll be definitely using Coproc in the near future. Now, I would like to hear what Be Easy turns up, actually uses this for, because it seems to me like a bit like Bitcoin. It's a, or the blockchain, it's a solution looking for a problem. <laughs> oh, very much so. That was that pretty much my conclusion. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm waiting with bated breath for somebody to, uh, to come up with a really good uh, use for it, I have to say. So yeah, maybe it's be easy. I'll be fascinated to know. Uh, go ahead and read comment three then, Dave, please. Okay. I will. <clears throat> reply to be easy was uh, regarding his his uh, new tool for my toolbox thanks be easy glad you enjoyed the show i hope you find coproc useful thing an hpr show on your experiences would be very welcome i'm sure <laughs> dave that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> i don't know some something uh, uh, some sort of strange vibes coming from uh, the uh, the netherlands <laughs> Yeah, but we have a we have a intensive training course here to become a HBR janitor, and <laughs> it essentially is uh, <laughs> ask people to do shows. Go to ten, uh, line ten. Ask people to uh, do shows, and then go to ten. That's pretty much our training manual. Trey <laughs> said, "Excellent detail. Thank you for the detailed explanation in this episode. I was completely unfamiliar with Coproc." before listening. Now I have something new to play with and I'm learning something new. Looking forward to the next Bash episode. To which I replied, thanks Trey, glad you found the show useful. I sometimes wonder if I'm overdoing the detail, but I enjoy getting into the intricacies of stuff and like to share what I find. I'm planning Bash Bash Tips episode 22 at the moment, so it should be out before too long. I don't know what too long means, hopefully (laughs) this year. If you hear a noise in the background, it's uh, we're getting the house ready for uh, my son uh, turned 16 and he's having a few friends around this afternoon. And last week we moved back to our house. Uh, we moved, were away for four months. Oh, this is life and times of Ken Fallon. Anyway, we <laughs> moved away for four months and we moved back last week. There's still a week's worth of building to be done. For which I will be in Ireland. Mm. So. <laughs> <Best thing. laughs> 
yes. So the next show uh, was critical thinking may make you critical of the COVID crisis. And there was uh, a lot of discussion about the show. And um, so we will cover that later. And Trey says, controversial topic. Love it. Hope this will spur some interesting discussions and maybe future shows. Thanks for sharing. Mm. And Drad says, uh, great episode. I appreciate this episode. Regardless of your view, your critical thinking is key for COVID and everything else in life. Great information I hope will make people think and possibly do some research of their own. Um, Drad says, great episode. I appreciate this episode. Regardless of your view, critical thinking is key for COVID and everything else in life. Great information, and I hope it will make people think and possibly do some research of their own. Didn't didn't I just do that, or did I do it with the mute on? Oh, no. Sorry, you did. Yes, sorry. Uh, Barbara Ann Wilco says, uh, thank you for beneficial information about COVID and the benefits of vitamin D13. D3. Yeah, D3, yeah. And Joel says, excellent analysis. So much about this pandemic, in quotes, has been very questionable. The scientific method demands observations from various perspectives. That hasn't happened this time. Anyone deviating from the politically correct narrative was ignored, called names or shouted down. Coercion, bribery and threats to get the jab are suspect. Where where were directions on prevention and treatments? Kogo mentions vitamin D. This parallels my findings on prevention. Zinc also turns up in my research. Big Pharma is making big dollars on this event, and as mentioned in this episode, an even more nefarious agenda may be happening than mere dollar profit. I heard it said that America is suffering from a lack of conspiracy theories. This is because most of what was initially called conspiracy theories has mostly become truth recently. So yes, critical thinking and research are required in our unusual times. Thank you, Kogo. Hacking Stories Redacted, Part 3, Operator. And there was one comment. Do you want to take that one? Or no, it's my turn, I think. Oh, oh yes. And it's a wildingness. Awesome. Dude, these stories are fantastic. Please keep them coming. While the average listener may not appreciate each and every aspect, along with the technical details, the read, listen, more like an adventure than a resume. Yes, it, it, these shows are amazing. I'm so confused by reacted, which is the spelling, versus redacted, which means to sort of edit stuff out. Mm. Um, I'm just puzzled. Was that a typo? Because, yeah. Don't so know. These, these things, these things really <laughs> I probably have some mental state that causes me to get to get caught up in this sort of stuff. But, yeah, I'd love for uh, Operator to clarify that, to be honest with you. But uh, shouldn't really, shouldn't really ask. So the following one was the Community News. Very, very good job. Kevin O'Brien said, and you can read that. And Kevin O'Brien says, my former profession. You said something to the effect of me having a teacherly manner. I think that was me. And that may be the result of my 20 years teaching at the university level. I love the teaching part, but I hated the paperwork and especially disliked the low pay. In the US, at least, teaching is not valued at all. So I left academia to become an IT project manager, which is the main reason I can enjoy my re- retirement now. Mm, very good. Yeah. 
I think his experiences in uh, academia are similar to, to mine and many other people I know. It's not been a well-paid thing. And no, it's undervalued. So it's, it's the same same in the UK. Uh, and uh, be- becoming artificially horrendously expensive also. Oh, the, the whole business of student loans and fees and stuff like that is 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 hateful it really is it's another another case in the uk of of copying the uh, the ridiculous us um, methods of dealing with this type of thing and yeah it's i could go on but i'll shut up yeah it looks like here as well we uh, copied that for a few years and um it's turning out that people uh can't get on the property ladder now because they're debt of the student debt. So mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. Uh, a majority in government now to abolish it and go back to granting grants, which is yeah. what's yeah. happening de facto in the US as well. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah hopefully it'll, you know, free education um, is just that. It should be free for everybody. The UK is getting excited over the fact that uh, it looks as if uh, the government is going to reduce the threshold at which you start paying your your uh, paying back a loan, um, and uh, paying back the student loan that is. Uh, so I think it's something like twenty seven thousand pounds a year is the threshold, and there's talk of it dropping to uh, I don't do we not know to what yet, but speculation is twenty three thousand, which means that you are in paying off this debt for the for your life, you know. To, yeah, and. Possibly changing the threshold at which you, the, the debt is waived because there, there does come a point after thirty years at the moment where it's where it's uh, forgotten and that might be forty years. Who knows? Anyway, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, following day, Chep Cluster Hardware, and this was Daniel Pearson's uh, with accompanying videos on YouTube about it. Yeah, and there was one comment. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh no, I just Seth. Is it? Is it Seth? Yeah, it's, Seth. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, it looks pretty cool. And yeah, uh, whose turn is it to do the comments? It yours. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Michael said, "Why Seth? Hi, thanks for an interesting podcast. I actually thought of doing this as well. Can I ask you why you picked Seth instead of Gluster? I think Gluster has an arm port." But I don't know if it works on the Raspberry Pi. Cool. So no response yeah. to that. I don't. Um, I'm not quite clear what this is. Um, there have been various uh, cluster uh, operating systems around. I can't remember the one we used on our uh, cluster at work. We had a 64 node Sun cluster, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember what it was now. But uh, yeah, I assume that this is another one of the same sort. So yeah, um, I forgot to do the research on this one, unfortunately. Yeah. Sounds cool. Very much. The next day, my geeky experiment, Claudio Miranda, speaks about Haiku on uh, ASUS EEPC 900A, and that's the BEOS clone. Very, very cool. And if you follow him on Mastodon, you'll regularly see uh, images going past of this. Yeah, I've, I've looked at Haiku. It was um, there was a, a lot of people getting excited about it. Maybe 
five or six years ago, and uh, it looks beautiful, but mm. I've not actually tried using it. But um, good for good for Claudio. Yeah, I did back in the day, but uh, yeah, we had then the next episode was uh, Season 1, Episode 39 of Linux In-Laws, Tiny Kernels. And this one was quite good. It was a little bit of history of some of the um, uh, kernels. It's pretty pretty interesting stuff coming from these guys, actually. Yeah, Look. yeah, yeah. It's obviously something that Chris knows a lot about. Um, that was his PhD, I think, wasn't it, in, in that area? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, there's a lot there that I did not know. Um I didn't uh, even mention uh, the digital VAX systems, and <laughs> having used one for about seven years, being manager of it, uh, I should say, for seven years, I didn't know <laughs> some of the stuff he said there. Wow. So it's quite cool. So um, the GIMP uh, was is part of a series being handled by Ahuka, and normal modes, erase, merge, and split were the ones. Can you do the first, and I yes. will do the Oh, yes, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, we'll do. So, uh, Rupesh, Rupesh Kumar says, um, can't hear in mobile, cannot hear in mobile, he says. He or she says. Um, so, yeah, go for it. And I had a look at the episode, and indeed, it was, uh, there were clicks in there that prevented the normalization from, from a from working, which actually might be more common than we thought. So I would like somebody to send me a something that will be able to read the source audio file and produce a waveform diagram from that. You know, like when you open up Audacity or Tenacity, whichever one you happen to be running, Mm -hmm. and you see the waveform pattern, uh, that would be very useful uh, as part of our automated processing, if that's ready for us, then I could have a look and visually check to see if there's um, stuff that I, I need to work on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Particularly clicks would be would be obvious on such a thing. Yeah, you? exactly. You tend to notice it more on the shows with the intro and outro, provided that you need to go in and fix that stuff. But uh, that would be useful. I Was it here in HPR somebody had a show about being able to run... Um, I think it was uh, some guy on the internet mentioned it. Uh, Audacity from the command line. Okay. Doesn't ring a bell with me, but... Uh, that will be an interesting concept. I tried to do it with uh, socks and was kind of successful, but um, getting the, that waveform from Audacity would be absolutely excellent if mm-hmm. uh, somebody could help me out with that. Yep, yep. They they do it on archive.org. Um, the page yes. you land on has that thing. I wonder how they do it. Yeah, good good point. Good point. Black Colonel uh, brought us a show, um, and Trey commented. Yes, uh, Trey commented. Welcome and thanks for sharing. Welcome and thank you for sharing. I remember building gates from transistors and then more complex logic, logic circuits from only NAND gates. These exercises help you break complex problems down into more simple steps and are valuable in any technical career, especially information technology and security. I look forward to your future posts. 
I had the, the same approach to parenting as his parents had. And unfortunately, it's, his parents must be a lot better at explaining or motivating the kids because uh, none of mine want to look at a computer if it doesn't have a game <laughs> on it. Yeah, so, yeah. alas. It's a, I, I, yeah. I, I think I steeped my poor children in tons of biology because I tend to go on about yeah. biology a lot more than computers. But one of them is a, bi- a biologist and the other one's a computer scientist. So I don't know quite what that tells me. <laughs> uh, yeah, JWP sent us at a show the next day about updating phones and devices. Uh, GS a Xiaomi uh, Red Mini Note 10X. Yeah, he's, JWP always has some yeah. amazing things, doesn't he? Some strange and wonderful uh, hardware. Yeah, it's a small enough phone, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the mid is it. tiny. It's the smallest four G phone, so yeah, it's, I, I could see uses for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be fascinated to hear more of, of his uh, his stuff. Um, yeah, very very cool. So the next day, uh, some guy. Speaking of some guy on the internet, um, this approach to um, updating. Uh, upgrade.sh, dump.txt, and node.md. So very, very not strange, and I mean it in a good way, interesting approach to doing an upgrade. It's really nice to see his shows. He's coming from a a completely different way, uh, but there's value to be had in listening to his shows. (laughs) Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely. It, that different viewpoint counts for a lot. It makes you uh, rethink stuff, doesn't it? See, seeing it through somebody else's yeah, eyes. Exactly. Like it's um, th- there is a way in which you can re-log in with uh, your output written to a file. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember how you do that. I used to do that a lot when I was learning Unix. It was on it was on Unix, I think, originally, and it's definitely in Linux. Um, I, I completely forgotten how to. You do end up with lots of control characters in it, but uh, basically you do see everything that you typed and was typed back at you. It's not marked out, no. You'd have a hell of a job to Ooh. turn it into anything good, but it's useful for for logging what what happened when you were trying to get something to work. It uh, is it's very good. I really I really like the approach, and there are quite some. You know, he claims to be a new user, but he has quite some complicated uh, commands in there as well. When oh, you go yeah, yeah. It. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's uh, he's obviously quick on the, the uptake with these things. And yeah. he's, he's come up with some some good ideas and stuff based on uh, <laughs> on his learning. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good to accompany him on this journey. Very much so, yeah. Very much so. I'm liking it. Very clever, in fact. Is the word strange I used, but also I actually think I mean clever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Keep Whose turn? I've I've lost track of where we are. Whose turn is it to do the comments? Ah, uh, you can do it, Dave. I'll do it then. Uh, Trey says, "Great work. Thank you for sharing episodes like these. Not only is the information you present valuable, but sharing your thought processes helps provide context as well as a launch point for others to build on. I encourage you to keep it up and start." using Git to manage and share your code and comments. 
P.S. I still despise Mark then. <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's, uh, I think Trez is uh, winding us up just a teeny bit there. He struggled with Markdown himself. He's probably, I've probably told him stuff, oh, that no, doesn't quite work. You haven't done that right. And he's, and he's oh, I hate it. It's, what a pain this stuff is. <laughs> sympathy, uh, sympathy. Trey was on himself the following day with the InfoSec Security podcast, and he has excellent notes, albeit probably complicated, and I can see why his Markdown would get <laughs> suffer the wrath of Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly this, rough, but uh, just uh, like oh, oh, that's so complicated. But uh, yeah, yeah no I think this was the last in the series, wasn't it? It was a wrap up. Yes, I think it was. Yes, you're right. You're right. Unless some, you know, I mean, you can always do another one in a year or two when uh, the new podcast come along. Yeah, I was surprised that there was a, a role called Chief Information Security Security Officer. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. Of course, I'm way out of the loop these days, so not <laughs> my surprise shouldn't mean anything at all. But uh, it was fascinating that, that's, that that was the way security management was going in yeah. organizations. It kind of has to be now because of the uh, fines that you get, uh, you get from the GDPR. So they're proportional mm-hmm. to your... Um, you know, if if you obviously didn't take any care in your data, uh, you know, it's a serious position and there are serious fines. Anyway, uh, Operator had a, a part four of this the following day. And then we went on to uh, Rust 101, episode zero, what is tarnishing? And this was by Black Kernel. And what is Rust? And I know uh, the Linux in-laws guys have been doing a lot of interviews with people about Rust, but this was the first uh, first explanation of you know the the uh, programming language, and uh, it clarified a lot of a lot of points for me. Yes, oh, it was then, good. It was a good introduction. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it made me actually interested in it. Uh, Trey said, thank you. I've been considering learning some Rust, and this has given me the nudge needed to give it a try. Looking forward to your Hello World episode. Boom, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Hipster says, Rust 101 episode zero. Great great to hear you talk about languages the way that you do. You give a lot of context without a lot of lingo. Looking forward to the next episode. Uh, And he uh, lists out various languages. Lisp, everything is a list. Unix, everything is a file. Ruby, everything is an object. Haskell, everything is a function. Rust, everything is an error. <laughs> <laughs> That's Very good. Funny. I like that. I like that. And and um, giving Black Colonel his due, he I think he's a bit of a punster. This guy, because <laughs> he he says. Episode zero, what in tarnishing, tarnishing being what rust is, uh, and uh-huh. it's a pun on the word tarnation, I think, uh-huh. which is one of these American euphemistic words. For damnation, because you're not allowed to say that. But uh, yes, yeah, I like that. I was looking at that as it was coming coming through the, the queue thinking, oh, is that, a, is that a pun? Is that a pun? Yes, I think it is. 
Yes, well, it went right over my head. <laughs> I only see that now. I don't know whether to applaud or groan, as with all the best puns. Absolutely, yes, yes, that's the proper reaction. Ranger for the win. In this episode, I go over some typical use cases for Ranger File Manager by Be Easy. And again, as I think we've had a show on Ranger before. We have, and, yes. And at the time, people were going on about it. It was the best thing since sliced bread. And I installed it again after this, and I'm still not convinced. I don't see it. <laughs> It must be. Sorry, be easy. It's, it's not you. It's me. I know. No, it's no, me. no. I, it's. Uh, <laughs> I had the similar reaction actually. It must be a difference in. I don't know if it's if it's an age thing or what it is. But yeah. I, I just don't find it. I, I prefer. I really enjoy like Dolphin, for example, where Dolphin's yeah. got tons and tons and tons of stuff in it, but it just. Is a list of files or two lists of files, and you move them here, there, and everywhere, and you can look inside them and all manner of things. And I don't see why Ranger is is better. It's it's a terminal based thing, though, isn't it? As opposed to yeah, 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 true. the dolphins, which are which are GUIs. But um, I'm not a great fan of GUIs usually, but I do enjoy yeah. Dolphin a lot. So it's a matter of taste, obviously. But uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, and I know it's my problem because I do. I I, I think. Dolphin's actually too bloated. I now use, uh, well, because I'm on um, LXQT anyway, I use PCMan FM, which is, you know, just the basics, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I use um, uh, XGG-Open for the majority of stuff. (laughs) Boom. And LS. But uh, I'm kind of wondering why you wouldn't use something like Midnight Commander or... Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I I lived in Midnight Commander for years um, on on Linux in my work because it was was just, it was, you know, it's based on the ideas of Norton Commander, I think, Mm -hmm. which was something that helped you survive the horrors of Windows, or did me anyway. And, uh, yeah, I, I just took to that. In fact, I used to use it to fill my MP3 players with podcasts. It was a nice, easy thing to do, you know, highlight them and chuck them all over to the thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it, maybe it depends where you come from, what, what your history is or something. But, hmm, yeah, I'm not sure I would want did to use it. Did you do Jarello's comment? We did not. Uh, <clears> who's I don't know. I'll do it since I'm blabbing already. Vim Lover says Jerulo. This looks pretty great. I just installed Ranger and love it already. Thanks for calling attention to Ranger, etc. I'm still digging in, but so far, so awesome. CBZ, it, it, it's just us. That's it. <laughs> I'm sure he's not taking offense at this comment. It's, it's just it's just different people in different. Yeah, it's different, a, uh, it's all the fumes from the cleaning products here in this closet where we record <laughs> HBR. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Bad Disc Rescue. Tragedy or Happy Ending. Tune in to Andrew Conway's show to find out. Bum, <laughs> A good show. I'm surprised a lot of these tools are, were still available, uh, but it was a spinning disc, wasn't it? Mm, I think so, yeah. 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 That was my impression. I don't remember what you said otherwise. I won't spoil it for you guys. 
No, Andrew did a great job of this one. I thought it was it was uh, sort of laid out in a in a beautifully logical way, and uh, yeah, it's it was uh, insight into how how people deal with problems and stuff. It's always good to hear yeah, exactly. hear a different viewpoint on these things. Moral of the story, though, is uh, not not spoiling anything. As soon as something reports a bad disc errors, get a new disc, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I have made that mistake myself. Yes. yes what is that error? What, what is that error message? That, ah, it's nothing to worry about. It's still It'll working. Fine. Oh dear! It seems to have vanished totally off the face of the earth. Uh oh. Uh, season one, episode thirty-nine, Ubuntu in the community. Uh, the show was brought to you by Canonical, etc. This was uh, uh, Rice Davies. Developer advocate from Canonical. Oh yes, yes he was. <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely unbiased show here from the Ubuntu team, <laughs> as it should be, as it should be. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, there was a comment from Clinton Roy, uh, mm-hmm. and he says just the usual complaint. Martin's volume is again stroke, still still way too low. It's a pain in the, pain in the <laughs> to uh, change the volume when speakers change. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something that we've said on several several occasions. Many others have commented on. So um, I took the um, initiative of passing this comment through to to Chris, um, pointing it out. And I just approved the comment. And here's, could you do something about it, please, Chris? And he said he was uh, working on it at that mm-hmm. at that moment. So hopefully we will see an improvement in this regard. And the following day we had Disk Operating System, DOS. Apparently, and I saw this in Mastodon, that it's not Disk Operating System. It was uh, Quick and Dirty Operating System was the original, the person who wrote it, QDOS. And then it became DOS, Dirty Operating System. And then uh, they nicenized it into Disk Operating System. <laughs> and I asked for citations, and there was an interview with the uh, with the developer, and that apparently is true. Very cool. Yeah. To which yeah, yeah. Trey said, "Trip down memory lane. Thank you, Ahuka. This brought back memories of working with PCs back in the eighties. Fun times. Keep up the awesome episodes." Kevin replies, "You are most welcome. Glad you enjoyed it. Takes me back too. There are more to come." Excellent. Yeah. yeah good stuff. Black Kernel uh, is DDoSing our uh, our queue, which is excellent. We love it. Uh, shows you some programs you need for living life without Xorg. And wow, <laughs> these were uh, some of these I'd never heard of. Tmux, yeah, fine. CMUS, Music Library, FIM for pictures, MPV, I love that, use it every day. Uh, Newsboat and Podboat, Podfox, uh, NeoVim, uh, GitX Favorite Markdown, and FFmpeg, your friend in a in a Lynx and Mott. Lots of comments. Let's go with Operator. Wow, kids these days. Wow, I don't think people like you. Re- I didn't think people like you really existed. Mad props. Me four days ago would have asked you about playing music through an SSH tunnel, but I just switched. 
to Plexamp for music because my wife uses Subsonic 2. I think Subsonic is dying. Another thing is I really enjoy the highlighting in my Windows uh, Mobile X terminal. I have tried a few times to get my entire terminal set up with syntax highlighting and keyword stuff like Mamba does, but it's app specific. So for example, VI, I can have nice colors, then I have to leave the terminal and get black and white. What I want is everything everywhere highlighted like warning, message error, info, okay, IP, example. Oh, is this a, is this a, yeah, this is a, uh, so he's copied and pasted in a picture um, where, which has got yellow warnings and then normal text and errors are red and everything is okay is green and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. great stuff. Keep fighting the good fight. You do be easy. I don't disagree with the operator, by the way. Is it, uh, no, yeah, true, true, yeah, true. It's, it's a shame it's not, uh, it's not sort of joined up stuff. Um, just, just as a complete aside, we were heavily into mainframes at the work, the place I worked at. Nobody cares, Dave. At. Nobody cares. And it was all colour, and this was in the 1970s, all multicolour. Wow. And then we had a Unix machine brought in um, to, to play with. And it was not, and we hated it because <laughs> we, we we were just like that, you know. We, we're mainframe people; we hate this Unix crap, and uh, so yeah. yeah, yeah uh, so anyway, <laughs> Beasy says plus one for C C Muse. Thank you for this great show. I also use C Muse C M U S. It's the only program that doesn't choke on my extremely large music library that I have on an NFS mount. I'll be trying out most, and I encourage you to try out Ranger. Mm, Ranger. Mm. Yes, yes. Good bit of sales work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beezy's obviously in the Ranger, uh, getting, getting backhanded deals from Ranger guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Sesame Mucho says the text. Thanks for the show. At one point, I used Emacs on the console because I didn't have enough RAM to run X Windows and a compiler at the same time. Never sat down and got the Linux console to use a good font. These days, I run the i3 window manager, so I get a lot of terminal windows and the graphic apps as needed. If you're looking for an improved sort of in curses, you could look into the textual framework. Figured there would be more comments about the six. <laughs> and, as if by magic, some geezer says... Uh, very enjoyable. Hi. I love the show. I started on mainframes in the 1970s when all there was was a teletype or physical terminal. I use X Windows now but spend the majority of my time in terminal emulators. Having spent today in the Linux console on my Debian testing system debugging a problem caused by the last update, I'm appreciating being back in KDE. The problem was due to multiple incompatible versions of the NVIDIA legacy driver lurking in the system, it turned out. I wouldn't want to stay in the console, though, even with Tmux. Like you, I'm a fan of Incursors and have written a few simple things in my time. I'm a Vim user and I'm contemplating moving to NeoVim. I've written a few basic extensions in VimScript, but like the look of NeoVim's Lua interface. Finally, you had me going for a moment calling VI6, smiley face. Having been an Ed and X user in the past on various Unix flavors, I remember that VI was the abbreviated visual command that gave you the screen mode from EX from X. So <laughs> that was, it was a joke, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> I don't know. From now on, um, now on, I'll be passing on that story as fact. 
and will be believed because I'm a white guy with a beard. <laughs> Read the license. Clacky. Now, some people might not like this because it's reading a license. But to me, it was extremely enjoyable because I've read it with eSpeak before and this was a lot better. Yeah, it was nicely done. It was nicely done. And I was feeling vegetables or something while I was listening to it. And and, and I was, oh, that's interesting. That's why they've done it that way and they've thought of that and they've covered this area. Yeah, and exactly. it's, it's quite an interesting delve into the thinking behind it you know not, not explicitly but you you get the get lots of clues about um the authors and how they how they thought this stuff through so very good no comments on that one so we'll move on a squirrel's thought about rms and was there a com- i think there was a comment just come through today about that one but we'll cover it in the next show um, oh, yes, I don't do the comments till later in the evening, so it's, it's uh, we'll, we'll do that next month, I guess, yeah? Yeah, let's cover it then. And the next day was from 0 to K8 in 30 minutes, from 0 to Kubernetes in 30 minutes. Build a Kubernetes cluster, run a website, route traffic to a website. And this had two comments. There's, uh, yeah. Two comments. Beasley says, what an amazing show. I was truly impressed with the show. This could have been two or three shows. I agree. I appreciate the hard work that you put into the show notes. I will be using them soon. One note to other listeners. Although you can install uh, Kubernetes on the Raspberry Pi 3, it's super slow. So I wouldn't recommend it. Keep up the great work. And I will butt in there going, yes, I intend to do exactly the same thing. I intend to get four Raspberry Pi 4s and run uh, Upgrade Borg to that, Dave, just as a by the way. Mm, mm, okay. Um, I was, um, <clears throat> just as, before I read Mike Gray's comment, uh, I was just watching a YouTube thing uh, from earlier this year where a guy was building a... Uh, a K3 cluster, which is a sort of reduced version of Kubernetes. Mm-hmm. And I, I must admit, it, I, I, listening to this show, brilliantly done and everything, but I couldn't see why I would want it. But now I'm starting to think that uh, maybe my my brain needs to be extended a bit and and uh, get into this. So, yeah. It's a, it's a place where you can run Docker containers. And, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I suppose... Yeah, I suppose there's a show there somebody could explain why you would need Kubernetes. Uh, we use it in work a lot, and I was a bit uh, suspect about it, but it is actually the whole idea of having an impotent um, environment that will run. So you can have multiple sites being served from various different clusters. If one cluster goes down, it automatically brings up pod in another cluster. So if your Raspberry Pi goes down, it's that's detected and your website isn't affected by moving over to the three other uh to the to the other site. It's a bit like RAID and a RAID array for mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for webs serving web traffic. I mean you get into issues where you're doing write operations, but for read operations, which the majority of stuff is, it's it's a very good way of going about it. Yeah, Anywho. it's um, yeah, it's 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 something I I'm gonna 
have to have a good look at. Um, yeah. And thank you, Klatu, for, for, uh, for raising the, the concept. Anyway, Mike Ray says, great show. Great show, Klatu. Um, fast delivery, accurate, concise, clear, uncluttered, few verbal ticks. Very few people can deliver a show as fast as I can think. One of about half a dozen hosts that have me reaching for the play button instead of the delete button. Of course, Mike will never have heard that, having deleted both of our... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably, probably yeah, yeah. listens to we, your we, shows rather the, than mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're in the delete list, category, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. My name is Ken. Next, today, today. I, I, that's Mike. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Operator. Uh, yeah. Th- that, that's us. That's us. That's, that's us. the end yes. of the month. Tune in next month for another exciting episode of No. Uh, where were we? Yes, what what comes next, Dave? I've forgotten. It's been so long. We're going to look at the um, past comments on past shows. Yeah, and we had a um, we had a comment from me uh, plus one from on Nextcloud application updating by Toadjet, and uh, I just said I used this today, so. That was an excellent comment that was from a show back in September. I knew I heard it somewhere. Found it on uh, found it on HPR using your tags thing. Opened up the tags page, searched for Next Cloud, and then found that show and had a listen. And that fixed me rightly. Very good. We also had a comment from FSA on show 3377, Chromebook support and more from Zen Floater 2. Sorry, I'm coughing here. Do you want me to do it? Um, No, no, I'm okay. He says, sound quality trolling? Question mark. I'm not a sound quality snob, and I'm happy to listen to shows recorded with unintentionally not great audio, as long as the subject matter is interesting to me. But I think it's another matter to intentionally create bad sound quality. Was it a joke? Just trying to make a point or just straight up trolling, which is what I suspect based on some of the other passing comments. Whatever they answer, chalk up one more comment slash vote against the idea of intentionally creating a bad experience for your listeners. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we did mention we did talk about this last um, month in the community news, and uh, both Mr. X and I said we hadn't been too bothered by it, but then we discovered a bit later on that we both suffer from tinnitus, which means a partially deaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it probably doesn't affect tinnitus sufferers as badly as people with with brilliantly good hearing. So uh, so so yeah, take what we said with a pinch of snuff. I think. Yeah, that, that might that might. When you said that on last month, show, I was thinking yeah, that I also suffer from a little bit of that. So uh, I, um, it it could be why I have the the strong opinion that you know poor audio quality doesn't matter. Perhaps to other people, it's uh, you know downright and super annoying. Mm, mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It, 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 you know, if you've got a cat yeah. or a dog in your house and you, they hear every tiny, teeny little noise, and uh, you know, and, 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 and which you don't hear yourself necessarily. I don't I hear myself, and uh, you know, it must be a bit, a bit like that. I would, I would guess. So. Yeah, we were walking down the uh, from the train past the graveyard there one time with the kids, and it was only a year or two ago, and they were saying that um, what was that noise? And I don't know what noise. And my wife was there, and everybody heard it except me. It was so weird. And uh, 
Then I had a, I have a, a audio frequency thing on my on my phone, and I took it out. And sure enough, there was a in that in the frequency range, uh, I could see an audio sound that they were hearing that I couldn't hear. So that was that was very disconcerting and depressing. Yeah, yeah. Tinnitus is a, is an absolute sort of a thing. And uh, that's why you should look after your ears when you're when you're young. Yes, um, but, but all those concerts were cool, and they were worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, a Just guy so building you know. a wall outside my house here, and he's he's cutting up bits of brick and stuff and concrete blocks with 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 a you know a, um, a grinding uh, wheel thingy, and he doesn't wear any ear protection. You can be so deaf when you get a bit older. There you go. That's the way. What can you do? Well, now, did we or did we not? HPR 3439. Oh, let me see. No problem. Uh, okay, that uh, shouldn't have gone to the mailing list. I broke an upload in mid-flight. That was just an uploading issue. Um, yep, fine. Then we had a lot of uh, information about the uh, episode 3414. Um, suffice to say, a lot of people considered the show to be uh, factually incorrect. Um, let's see. Uh, and, and they, Nico says that uh, he disagreed with it. I understand the usual HBR policy dictates that episodes not be edited or removed after they're uploaded, but in the case of this episode, I think it's irresponsible for Hacker Public Radio to leave it up, especially in the midst of a global health crisis. Are there any plans to deal with this episode's potentially harmful content? Um, so let us go to a uh, lot of comments about uh, from Mike Ray, uh, Yurun, um, Nigel Bertie, Tlatu, um, you know, basically lots of lots of people, even Stank Dog came in. Some people I've never heard of before either who have not contributed to the show, um, commented, uh, but a lot of, lot of opinion. And it's when I heard the show coming in. It was from a new host, and they also had trouble uploading. Um, not, but that's nothing too strange. And I listened to the show, and I determined that the show was of interest to hackers, and therefore I posted the show. And let us go to Dossman's comment, uh, particularly one paragraph in Dossman's comment. The system of HPR works fine as is. It doesn't need special rules for special topics. If you dislike what another author is saying, that's fine. Please feel free to submit your own episode making a counter-argument. Better yet, why not engage with the author of the episode that got your attention? Maybe you can do an episode together. HPR is not a large, faceless organ corporation, so resorting to the same methods as one seems like a poor choice. The hard thing in all of this is that it's easy to take your own natural side. What we often miss is that usually both sides can be right and wrong at the same time. If you can't go into the conversation what, uh, with that in mind, then it won't work well, though. 
It's amazing what you can learn when you really try to wear the opinions of someone you oppose for a while. Dustman. And if you want to read the rest of that discussion, you can. RPG asynchronous play. This one's from Plateau. Hi, RPG role-playing game players or the role-playing game curious. If you're interested in old-school role-playing games like the ones used to play back in the 80s. So uh, more details are in the show notes and also on the mailing list. So if you're interested in that, um, links, basically they're putting on a game. Is that how I read it? I think so, yes. And moving on to the last one, HPR US Booth Kit. Does anyone know where the HPR US Booth Kit is? I'm sending over some stuff to uh, Pokey and some other people. So uh, if there's stuff for the US Booth Kit, I'd like to update some stickers and the like that I have, but I don't know who has it. So if anyone knows where it is, that would be great. Dave, what do we do now? Just on the booth kit, I think the last person I know of, of having it was Pokey, but uh, no, uh, maybe he, uh, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Okay, no, then I, I don't know. There was lots of work. Uh, I also heard that you didn't go into the events and stuff. So, but there's a link there in the show notes if you're ever looking for it. Uh, the LWN community calendar. And do you want to run through the um, shows on the archive and tags and something? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> any other Great business work has been done. Then- we only managed to do five uploads in the past month, partly because we were waiting to get the sequence of shows um, with, with with tags, and there, there are so many gaps. It's not worth the the code is the code likes to to work on ranges, so it's quite difficult to work around the, the gaps. Anyway, we'll get there soon. And so, yes, the real the really important bit is the tags and summaries. Archer seventy two and Rowan. Both been working very hard to uh, continue adding tags and summaries, and there were 76 shows which were updated in the past month. Now there are only 38 shows left that need summaries and tags. So um, congratulations to the, the two of them for for the massive amount of work uh, that they they've done between them, and it's uh, hugely appreciated. It's amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll have we'll have plenty for them to do after that. <laughs> yes, we did have a little discussion about what what yeah. next, and uh, yeah, uh, going through the shows and finding all the all the problems with them and stuff, the the gaps, the missing links, and all that sort of stuff is one one thought. But let's uh, let's just have a rest probably after the, the tags and summaries. Um. I was thinking of going through Mastodon, seeing if there was anything anything that came through there. Um, but I haven't done any preparation for that, so uh, there we go. We'll continue on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was it, Dave. What do we do now? Uh, we we go off and do our things, I guess. I will edit the show and send it to you. And uh, I'm moving the data center from one shed, the old shed, to the new shed, Dave. <laughs> so oh, my goodness. Expect some downtime. Actually, <laughs> do you need to post the show first? I do, I do, yes. Once the, okay. once the show's ready, I can do it. I'll let you know, and then you can pull whatever plugs you need. <clears throat> yes, it's got a uh, uninterruptible power supply, fiber internet, and uh, fire suppression systems. 
And Whoa. it's uh, actually on the wall of the shed beside two old fire extinguishers. <laughs> still, <laughs> yeah, still sounded sounded better before in the other the other <laughs> explanation. Yes, still uh, impressive. Well, it's doing my headed, Dave. Moving is doing my headed. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyway. my sympathy. Uh, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Radio. <laughs> Indeed. That radio thing, yes. <laughs> we tried doing that last month. But, uh, it didn't quite come out the way it was intended. But the spirit was there. That we were inten- Our intentions were good. All right. See you later. Okay, cheers. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.